Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome back to Under the Radar with me, Sean Hughes, my special guest, Rob Newman, for part two of the show. Now, Rob, um, this is an amazing thing. Rob, you were the first guys to play Wembley. You and David Deal as part of your double act. So you were, like, you were the very, seriously, you were the very first of that kind of what has happened since. But you hated it, didn't you? Uh, I, I don't like... Uh, arena gigs and it was just a sort of a show-off thing I was curious to see what those venues like and venues up to there are really good like Hammersmith Odeon yeah. Apollo as is Manchester Apollo beautiful gig and I think when The Clash were the biggest band in the country they did seven nights at the Lyceum and then when they went to America they did sort of I know 12 at Bonds Casino and everyone I was at one of those gigs at the Lyceum and I remember it to my dying day as will everyone who was there no one has a meaningful experience at an arena gig and and I regret I regret the presence when I've gone there as a punter to watch to watch um, bands it's always been been really flat as well and um, uh, uh, it's yeah, I, I I I regret the precedent. It was it was sort of it was it was showing off, and I I don't know why. You it's young, caught on. You, you know, you didn't yeah, yeah, really and it was sort of you know. exactly. But my point is, so you were you were the biggest comedy act in the country. But it didn't sell that. I don't I don't know about that because it didn't. Oh, it was papered. Yeah, yeah, it was papered. Yeah, and only about sold about sort of four thousand. It's not the biggest gig I've done. I don't think. And and and, and I did sort of like three nights match Apollo on my own the following year, and I think the Heathrow Climate Camp. Uh, that was a big one, and then at the Phoenix Festival, big crowds there. You know, yeah. that, that was a really good festival that, that, that lasted. Um, yeah, yeah but, it was papered. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing is, like, so, but like, you were you and David Deal. Uh, I don't know. You were, but, but people, but famous people knew who you were. No one ever, no one ever knew who I was. And I was thinking, but I get this many things, this many, and then, but then, and then, you Paul McCartney knew who, knew who you, <laughs> you were. But th- my point is, like, you kind of. Um, Pretty much from that Wembley thing, then you just changed. You took a back step. I yes. just went, I want nothing to do with this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, tell me, it tell was me tremendous was. fun, and then it wasn't fun anymore, so I stopped. And then I did, and then I was sort of, uh, I thought, oh. and I think because I think I thought, oh, well, writing books will be easy too, because stand up sort of, you know, write, write, writing came books to me, takes a and, long and, I just time. Thought, and then it sort of takes a long time, and you have to learn. And then and, I'm, and let me manage at the time, persuade me into doing the first book in four months. It's got to be out by September. And I wish I'd just, just taken a, a bit more time off and just really just, just gone away and just had some time off and done it. And I was so quick to sort of start doing something on my own and I, and I, and I didn't get, give that the, the time it, it, it needed. And, and um, Yeah, but besides mm. that, like, did you not... 
pretty much just go, I want none of this. I wasn't sure if I was going to... Yeah, it was was like a big, scary... It was nice to see what it was like. But it's like... I always think it's like a big, sort of, slightly... um, too powerful dog. It's sort of, it's got a friendly and it's it's over friendly dog, but that's sort of slightly uh, very good. Now get so down. It was a conscious decision. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then um, uh, yes. But there must have been like times since then that you go, why did I not pursue that more? Oh, now I mean, I'm carrying when I'm carrying all my own props to with my vast amount of props that I'm carrying now to sort of a gig on my own and thinking, well, um, um. God, it would be nice to have a tour manager now. Now I really need one. Now that I'm old and tired, and um, uh, but perhaps I wouldn't be enjoying the stand-up as well and putting as much into it, and it wouldn't be as good now if I hadn't sort of gone away for a while and, and not done it. Because, like, again, we'll we'll kind of skip a roo around a bit. But uh, the last show I saw you, I really enjoyed it. But I wouldn't Thank have you. said it was a stand-up show. You know the kind of. Uh, it's more kind of a lecture, really. Yeah, but 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 the, Jeremy Hardy makes a good point. They say, oh, if you're a, if you say you're, a, I mean, you're talking about the, the theory, new theory of evolution, yeah. the evolution show. Yeah, but the thing is, I would say, in terms of gag quotient, I bet that's as high as any as any uh, like proper big gags or proper proper jokes. I, what I don't have is that is, is a little standard. You know what I mean? You you were just. But what you does know that, what I mean mean? By that But what? But what does that mean? I mean, nor, does, nor was nor was one night stand. You that that wasn't sort of like, you know, you know, you were performing that in a different way. No, nor, I, I will say does, this um, as a kind of like, bigging you up, but like you were very brave in that sense. You just went here are facts, here are facts, here are facts. Where, where, my shows are going. I'm running towards a gag. I'm running towards a gag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. it's very brave, but it's a totally different way of doing a stand-up. It's just a sort of a style, though, isn't it? You're still doing the same. You, you know, you still, you still. No, look, Rob. My point is, you are actually saying to people, "This is an interesting point," rather than going, "Here's a gag." Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. again, I'm complimenting you, but it's it's quite a brave thing to do, and this is what. This is what I think people fascinate. People get fascinated by you because, as I said, you had the world uh, at your fingertips in that sense. Uh, you know, with the Wembley and stuff, and you just went nah. And I just think that's I respect it with all my heart. Oh, that you just you. went nah. But so, but then you kind of went underground for a while. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. mean with moles and stuff, yeah, yeah. but you just went cause like at the same time as well, like because you know how fame kind of. Is like you would have been kind of wanting to get on with your own stuff, and it would have been going, "Hey, Rob!" <laughs> and you go, but also, that's Stop the other me. thing is, is there used to be like an underground, and you see all those sort of legendary gigs where the Floyd did or whatever, like before even our time. But they were sort of like sort of secret gigs, and they were they were an underground, and then there would be these journalists whose job was to sort of go and find out what's happening. And there are underground gigs now, but the journalists don't do anything that isn't. In a venue that sort of advertises or or own with the franchise to a cider company or something, and so I did sort of. There's quite a lot of there's quite an interesting uh, underground gigs that I've done. Uh, uh, that, 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 but it just it's just invisible. So yeah. Know. But so, but also live stuff as well. I mean, because I, I haven't done. 
Um, not much, I've just done my first radio series for 20 years. I hope I don't have to wait another 20 years for the next one, um, which comes out in, in November on, on um, Radio 4. We tried to get Jazz FM, but they, they weren't interested in the four-part yeah. about called the entire Encyclopedia of Evolution. Um, but um, uh, I put in jokes about Coltrane and nothing was happening. And then... Uh, um, um, but I remember sort of I did 85 gigs last year and then it's all uh, yeah <laughs> do that in a week on the yeah. railway children <laughs> but you're doing 11 a week but, but you're not on stage for the whole time you're not oh, you're not much. Mr Perks isn't carrying that show Mr Perks is Yorkshire <laughs> he is the Yorkshire do you do him with the Yorkshire accent yeah I do, do your Mr Perks I'm voice I'm not going to be a monkey for you Rob. go on do Perks Perks. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> but, um, no, but like, because the thing is, like, there's my ringtone. You and uh, David Hill, you, mm. you never really got on. Really. You were mates, but you, you just didn't get on, did you? Um, I got got on. We well, did get on very well, and then and he, and he was a very generous laugher, and so he's, yeah. he's one of those people which is quite good if you do have. As a, comes you, with you, the <laughs> little of mind. <laughs> it's very, it's very good, sort of. Um, it can make you feel like you're you're Woody Allen or something because you because you're saying something and then and yeah. whatever. And also, he's got. I never know if something's funny until I've tried it out on stage. Instinctively, you do that. No, I don't. I really don't. I, I when I do a, do you do yes. you? I don't. Sometimes you think, um, you think. Oh right, oh, I'll have the rest of the day off there. That's really good. That's a good. I think that will work. But usually, when I'm trying stuff out in my. S- Set this. I think right, that's going to the thing that I think is going to get a massive laugh gets nothing, and the thing that I just put in as a sort of setup, to my surprise, know, yeah. gets a big laugh. And I think I don't know, I don't know why, I, and so it's, I'm still very surprised by that, and that's what keeps yeah, me still, still doing it. Yeah, but you still do have instinct, though. You'll kind of pretty much know. I no, I did. I, where the instinct comes in is sometimes you think it didn't get much laugh, but there was a sort of there was a sort of uh, ripple of anticipation there, and I think they want. They like the general idea. You know, weirdly, Darwin says is one of the only people who said something, who's not a comedian who said something really intelligent about comedy. He says that before there's the laugh, there's this sort of field effect where people are enjoying the idea and they're just waiting for something. They've already sort of made the, the, the decision to laugh. They're loving the idea and they're waiting just for the sort of the punchline or something, some for it all to snap into focus so that they can, they can give you the laugh. In what context do you say that? Uh, it was it was this wonderful book called The Expression of the Emotions in Man and Animals, and he's looking at where does laughter come from? Where where? I mean, he's got this, this beautiful book. He says language evolves from singing and singing love songs, and then and looking at where laughter comes from, where anger. Why do we why do we snarl when we're angry to show the canine teeth that we don't really have anymore? And um, it's a beautiful like a really book. book yeah. It's a really I'm great book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. But so right, so so then basically Wembley, and then you basically stopped. Yeah, for yeah for 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 for, for a bit, yeah, and then um, well, I know then then I went and did another tour quite quickly, and then I on my own, and then then I um, and then I stopped. I was uh, were you totally disillusioned? I was tired. I just wanted to, I wanted to do something else for a bit. I'd done it. You know, I've been working. working well, when you say hard. that, did you know what? I thought I was what? going to write books, I, and then and then um, and um, yeah. But have you you've had some sabbaticals, right? Yeah, I took a seven year break. I just thought. Did I'd, you? I thought, but not similar to you. I actually thought I'd said everything I needed to say on stage mm-hmm. that I could within the remits of that 
kind of comedy. And so I wrote books in that sense because I felt I could say much more. Than and, and what brought you back to it after well, those seven I years? Um, comedy is the most honest thing, mm. and I just had to get better at it, you know, so I could say those ideas better. Did you, yeah. Is that what you're finding as well? Yeah, I, that's it. I think I couldn't earlier on. You say, oh, "Why weren't you talking about this then?" I wasn't good enough then. Yeah. I didn't have the. I hadn't learned how to how to say that stuff. Now I still get defeated by things. Sometimes you still think, "God, I really want to talk about this," and I just can't find a way of of coming at it. Because comedy will never let you say a thing straight on. You've always got to come at it slant. Yeah, because, like, and, and again, I'm not kind of uh, derailing anything here, but we are slightly artistic. We have to be, really, to have a comedy brain. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it comes out of... Uh, out of. Um, I think it's a healthy thing. No, I, I think the very opposite. We're going to have to disagree on that. Yeah, let's disagree. Go on, carry on. Go on. Shall I push yeah. you? Yeah, no, you carry on on your one. So no, you, I, I do think we come... Like, the reason you get the comedy is because you go from a stew notion, mm-hmm. which obviously then when you de- say it to people, they go, oh, my God, that's, that's unusual because they don't think like that. I do think we're all mentally ill. I don't. I think, I think it's a sort of a, a health that you still can see and take delight in things. And, and sometimes I've been very grateful for comedians when I've sort of been... Putting a frown on them and grimacing and taking and then and the winds changed and my face is stuck like that and then uh, and then uh, a great comic has come along and and you uh, and just sort of taken that that grip of that uh, taking that away you know just sort of say well actually you know it's remember yeah but, but because it's like weirdly there's the two things it's when you hit that mm-hmm. um, you're going oh my god he thinks like me. But to get to that point, I do think you have to. Your brain has to be slightly derailed. I, d- I, d- I don't. No, think otherwise, so. it, like there'd be no comedy. What do you mean? Because we'd all just be thinking the same all the time and just going, "Yeah, that's that, that's that." Comics' brains tend to go like to the different extreme and then come up with that idea. But lots of people have got. I've got very original ways of 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 looking at looking at things and and no, like they sure, no, they have just comics. I'm it's sure just lots, comics. lots of your friends outside of comedy, if if you if you um you, you know, that sometimes the great delight in them is that they just sort of see things in a way that that that, that you don't. And and there's there's certain people who, you know you you talk to them and and you you know they, they feel like you're. They've got some calipers in your brain and they're squeezing. But other people have got ways of seeing things. That I don't know. They make your brain feel like it's some soil that's just been nicely t- forked over and, and that they've let some light in. Whether it's... Yeah, is it, yeah just sort of... Just a, 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 a fresher way. And I'm grateful to all... Yeah, all sorts of different people. You're making me feel like a proper idiot now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Rob. <laughs> Um, new show then. I've not heard about this. The Brain Show. It's called The Brain Show. Yes, and it's about how um, it's, it's a, I talk about how I, I, I was volunteer subject in a, a brain imaging experiment, which left me with more questions and answers. There's all this stuff because there's this billion euro project to do the human brain mapping thing, and there's one in America. And there's all these people. Whenever they see a sort of a a brain a brain scan image, they're more likely to believe any old 
moonshine. There's all this stuff like the neural basis of romantic love. You know, they find the love spot scientists have found, or the new the the bit of the brain that lights up if you're wise. And this is up the uh, O2, yeah. <laughs> I'd say it's a big market for me. <laughs> no, sorry. Go no, on. no. Oh, but, so um, uh, I, I find all this stuff that uh, these, all this neurobabble, both hilarious and terrifying. And so that's that's a sort of uh, a good a good place to come in uh, with comedy because it's just trying to reduce people to. You know, have you done this already? Yeah, I've done. I've done. Um, I've done it about. Uh, about 30 times, work in progress stuff, yeah. you know, and I did three nights of it at McCantleth, you know. And so, um, is it ready now? I, I think I'm only I'm only a few months away from getting that first laugh, and then once one laugh, <laughs> one gag gets a laugh, I just It'll think it's going to, yeah, it's going to be a domino effect. I think those gags are going to come. No, I, still, I think I've got about, I've got about 45, 50 minutes. I need to, I need another right. 45, but 50. This is the thing that fascinates me about you, uh, and like, have so much respect is again going from you could pretty much sell out whatever you wanted to going no I'm going to do a show called The Brain Show mm. Evolution of Everything mm-hmm. and like for a while not any performance at all yeah well I'm performing a lot now well, I, but I think but I, I think I mean Stuart Lee pointed out there is sort of more there is a sort of alternate indie sort of crowd now who like more offbeat stuff you know and I think you and I are benefiting from 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 that uh, a bit, as you know, and you you sort don't, of created me into you've you, co- really. created that a bit as well. You know, I know you you know you do the the, the Tharak, you know, in between as warm up for the darts as well. You've got that yeah. other side, yeah. but you know, of course. Uh, but yeah, it's. Um, but did you make a conscious decision? Is what I want to know. A conscious decision to to go. No, I'm not having any of this. I almost. And that's one of the reasons I find very difficult in in interviews because I almost never make a conscious decision about anything. I just like a little crab that scuttles along, and I occasionally put up put up we periscope, and then I scuttle along some more. I I, I never have a, a plan. Sometimes I think. I really don't want to do it. Like that's it. I'm just staying and I'm reading for the next six months. And then other times I and then I suddenly do a gig and I think, wow, that's great. I want to do I want to do. 100. So what you're saying is you're quite lazy. <sighs> I don't know. I just moody, moody. Well, they're all moody. Are you are you are you a hard worker? I th- don't think I am, but apparently, uh, to everyone else, I am. Do you work hard in stand up? Because you sent me a text saying I've rewritten a whole new. I've rewritten a show. I was doing something in one direction. And I've junked it and I'm starting to write a whole new show. So do you work hard at it? Well, I always like to have uh, a theme. Like, I won't just go, I'm going to do an hour of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, stand-up. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. find that nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the new show is called Mumbo Jumbo, and it's about um, how basically we've got two sides of the brain, mm-hmm. common sense and mumbo jumbo, and mm-hmm. mumbo jumbo gets the best of me a lot of the time. And, <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I don't like that. So you're doing the brain show. There's a great book by Francis Wien, How Mumbo Jumbo Conquered the World. Really? It's a really good book, yeah. I'm just reading another one by him at the moment about the golden age of paranoia about the 70s. Very funny. Yeah, it's very good. And a, friend, a friend of mine said to me, yeah, you like you like half of the book. And I thought, what? what? Cause I, yeah, I... I'm all right with jumbo, but don't give me any of that mumbo stuff. No, no, I'm on my jumbo, man, you know. But so... <laughs> like so, that great Jerry Sadovich joke about, I'm a wanker's wanker. A, a wanker believes everything in the news of the world. A wanker's wanker only believes some of the things in the news of the world. <laughs> um, are you... Uh, so the future is the brain show then, yeah? 
I reckon, well, yeah, I did about... Um, I, I was doing the evolutionary show for about two years and I'm just doing a book of that now, like a non-fiction book of it. And then um, I, and I, I, and I, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm working on now. But yeah. also, like... Bear I wanted mind. to ask you, sorry, because was just, I was asked about how you... Do you write... I walk around talking to myself and then jot things down, but I always... I, I, measure, I remember... No, no, went for writing stand-up. Yeah. But I remember you ha- as a man with notebooks. Yeah, I do used you, to do How that. do you write stand-up? Um, ideas how do you occur. Look? I don't... What do I'm you not mean? as precious anymore. As you're walking the dog, as you... Or as you... But do you nah, get in the, a... Do you pace around the house rehearsing? No, I, like, big ideas, I let fester and then just go for them. But the actual gags, but is, what's that process? Are you... Uh, do you, you rehearse? Yeah, very much. And, so. is, and does the re- is the rehearsal where the yeah. when that's yeah. when a lot of the these ideas comes. sort of is yeah. that, that's like the sort of the lightning rod that, or whatever you call well, it. That's that's when this stuff yeah basically like I've got the new show written, but um, I start out in September and like for five days before the first show, mm. I will run the show in my house. Right. And so literally, you sort of like in 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 the is it in in the living room. By that mantelpiece, yes. or, or up and by you that mantelpiece, by that mantelpiece, you'll put your pint of Guinness there, or whatever, or you don't. don't oh, you're Ribena now, and then you'll just, and then you'll. I run the whole thing. You run and the whole thing, and and I find ideas come to me that way because, like, I, I've actually told a couple of comics to do this because when you're doing it like that, um, and like you're doing it full. Full metal, mm-hmm. like you know, you're not just kind of going. And then I say this, and I say that. Yeah, just yeah. Go, I'm doing it as a show. And uh, and ideas come then, and so I just write those down, and then that becomes probably the best part of the show. So you'll you be stopping and you'll jot something down, yeah. that's as you say it. And so what you've got until then is a framework of some gags and some ideas, and then you start performing it, and that's when the gags come. Um, I know what I want to say, and then it just begets, it becomes better. And then do you do a separate process where you work on the actual performance, like where how I'm going to stand and where? where well, you know, I tell you the weird thing. But I got um, I got to talk there from, quickly when I get from to doing that bit. the the railway children is doing it in a Yorkshire accent as well. Mm. I I speak a lot slower, mm. and I had this like it really freaked me out. The last couple of gigs I did as a stand up, uh, I speak so quickly on stage because mm. the, the ideas are kind of coming all the time. That I couldn't get to the end of a sentence, you know, where I quite literally couldn't say the last yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to take a glass of water. So the one thing I'm taking from the railway children is I'm not going to speak as quickly. And uh, I think that'll be a better show. Yeah, yeah. My wife's always saying speak speaks s- more slowly, and because um, uh, I always think I'm, I'm giving them like two hours worth of material for every hour anyway, because so, they talk yeah. so quickly, and then. Um, yeah, and to uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good thing to. Uh, it's funny. Look at it? you thinking. I love it. I love watching people thinking. <laughs> yeah. You actually were going. I'm taking that in. Yeah, the, 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 listeners, just just for, just to give you the full picture, what that means for me thinking is is some spittle is just drooling out of the side of my mouth down. Which my I'm chin. licking. <laughs> but no, but like I want to finish off with this as well. Is the thing of um, you know. We keep on alluding to it, but as I say, you were you rock and roll. You keep on alluding to it. You were rock and roll. You were the first person but, but to p- p- put his foot on the monitor and to hold the microphone at a 90-degree angle. Oh, and yeah. so that, to me, that's the beginning. Coldplay stole that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that, that was the but, beginning. But it is that thing of, like, 
you you went like just the weird thing, right? You went from doing impressions, which anyone who's a good impressionist can mm. do, to then. Like you went on this real long journey to then going, I am going to deal with the world. You know, I was doing, I was doing stuff about, uh, yeah. To, uh, when I learned to start, then learned to do stuff about sort of uh, the things that I was thinking about: depression or being frightened out in the street or music or whatever. And then, and I had to lose an audience to get one. I remember starting to do jokes about oh, you totally about bands, and then, yeah, and then, and then, um, um, but also, don't like I remember. I always liked what Anthony Wilson said to New Order. He said, the reason why you, you've got to put most of your earnings into the Hacienda is because you haven't fallen from the moon. You've come from Manchester. You've come from a scene, and you wouldn't have existed otherwise. And it was a sort of a... a there's a certain scene that... It's not like, oh, then I just suddenly had the brainwave that I could talk from the heart more, I could do material like this, or I could, you know, come on in a completely different way. That's, there was that scene that we were part of but yeah. benefited from and and it was a field effect that you, you know i mean even now i think i uh, i wouldn't have the courage to do what i'm doing if it wasn't for brilliant comedians doing doing um stuff that's sort of you know eccentric or intelligent or there's a lot of you know yeah intelligent or from the heart and and then so it doesn't seem so nowadays it doesn't seem so what you don't seem like such a freak when you come on to doing it because so, do you not feel you made it an actual decision it, it was just just the way it went yeah yeah because like you did like you know you changed completely and like you disappeared for a while as well hmm was that well, depression i'm just alone i just I, I like staying in and reading you know and i don't i don't sort of um I, d I uh, yeah, I just I've always been a, a bit of a loner, so I so I like to I like to sort of. We we talked about bitterness in a jokey way earlier on, but you have no bitterness, do you? Uh, All I, right, should, come on, call should, David Dale about now. Should, should should I have more? Should I have more? No, I'm saying it's a good thing. Uh, I, I got I, sometimes I think I'm invisible. There was the thing the other day. There's some some comic Marcus Briggs or something that was organising thing. They say no comedians ever do any material about climate change. And, I was, and, you know, and they did this whole piece in the Guardian. I thought, what, what have I been talking about for yeah. the last two years? And then um, and then there was um, so that and, that and was, was something else like yeah 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 it's like the, uh, but, uh, yeah I just think oh just feeling invisible hello <laughs> but this is what I mean but, do you, you, but you you're not you're not a, you're not a bitter man. No. No. No, I kind of... Uh, did you Did you spin? and you realised you were using so no, much energy? I, no, I kind of... Like, I obviously got my, you know, negative faults, but um, I I don't really care what I've got think. a cardboard box I, I sort of cut out into the shape of a, of a television. I sort of painted, like, television dials down the side. And if I'm feeling a bit... I put it on my, on my shoulders and I stand in front of the mirror and I, like, pretend I'm on the telly. <laughs> Sometimes I'm doing, like, a serious... Interview show. Sometimes I'm talking about art. Other times I'm doing stand up. You know, and, and I'll is do that it like you do. Left you. <laughs> you know, I do it like you do in the Phantom Man piece. You know, full yeah. on. You've got to yeah. go for it. You know, I'm yeah. telling younger comics, 
if they want to be on TV, they've got to practice with that t- cardboard TV book set but, on there on, on them in front of the mirror. Would, would you uh, right? Let's, let's Otherwise, they're this. not going to survive it in this business without some sort of mental breakdown. Would you like like <laughs> you've done you've done the radio show? Yeah, which is a bit of media for you. Mm-hmm. Would you like more media? Yeah, I would. I would. I would like to do a. I did a TV series a couple of years ago that nobody watched. In fact, I used to get recognised until it was broadcast, and it was like the final brown leaves falling onto the grave <laughs> and um, it was on BBC4 but I really really I loved that. Doing, that, doing that oh thank you uh, that I, was uh, about the oil wasn't it oh no the history of oil no that was good that was on more four but that I really enjoyed that and then I did something in between which trust me you didn't see but it was, I really enjoyed doing it and I worked with some really good actors and um I've learned to really, really respect actors and a really good actress, um, Claire Price. In the Thank you. Show. I know. No, but it's good. I thought, because everyone always said, oh, actors are such lovies. And I think we are much more lovely than they are. Claire Price, she was doing this, she was carrying it. She was doing this thing at Richmond Theatre with Natalie Imbruglia and she was this Anna Nakebond thing. And they did, they did, uh, they did, um, it was very physical. There was one bit where she has to have a fight. There was loads of slapstick in there. She's on stage almost the whole time, 800 people. And then she was getting the silver link back. And I was saying, no, 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 they should they should be putting you in a cab. Uh, you've been listening to uh, Under the Radar with my special guest, Rob Newman. Thank you for listening. Keep going to see live comedy.